Welcome to World Build With Us, the podcast where we create fantastical worlds with help from you, our listeners. My name is Rob Hilferty. I'm here with my co-hosts, Daniel Quinn and Christopher Prunty. On today's episode, we're concluding our foray into the Land of Thousand Heroes, where we go back in America, well, not just America, but the world's history, and figure out how the advent of early onset superpowers would affect <laughs> would affect <laughs> world history. <laughs> Sorry, I, I just couldn't get through that one. Um, this was uh, brought to us by Philip Rosiak. Thank you again so much for a really interesting prompt. And remember that if you want us to build your world, you can always email us at worldbuildwithus at gmail.com. And we will build your setting based on your prompts right here live on the show. That's how we do this. But before we get into today's episode, we're actually going to have to reconcile the twist. And I feel like this twist doesn't really do well for reconciliation so much as it is the flavoring that we're going to get throughout the episode. Uh, because what we're going to be looking at or what the twist was is now make everything in anime, which I think is going to lend to some really interesting setting choices and setting changes. So I feel like rather than like demonstrate, unless anyone has something like demonstrable, they want to change to the setting. I feel like just jumping into our time periods and kind of messing around with it is probably the best way to go. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, cool. So remember that whenever we we're, we're going to be talking about conflicts and time periods, and we have to then turn up the anime notch just a little bit. So who wants to go first with their time period they want to explore? Um, the time period that I wanted to focus on or have my anime based in was going to be uh, the Bronze Period or Early Rome. Oh, fun. Yeah. yeah. You got some weird Rome and stuff like that. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it would be good that, uh, like, the founding families of Rome and what that would become if they were all kind of the heroes. Oh, so so it's kind of like a blessed, literally blessed by the Roman gods type thing. That's Correct. how they think of I themselves. Mean, and then what that would edit is instead of it becoming more worship of the gods, it be then becomes worship of these families. So instead of uh, they have a more of a god emperor kind of thing going on. Mm -hmm. And uh, really the entire idea of that to turn it more anime was whenever I think of anime, I, I for some reason think of Sailor Moon and that made me think of Sailor Mercury and Mars and from there Rome. oh my god i i actually really love that like that's yeah. so dumb and amazing it's great <laughs> does that mean that those empires end up not falling so i actually thought that they might fall quicker due to infighting oh, okay <laughs> uh like these these houses of uh renown and prominence would probably bicker more and then just have a superhero brawl Mm. My they, question uh... is, what does their transformation sequence look like? Oh God! Um, I want to th say, do you remember a show where it had like the Zodiac Warriors? Oh, uh, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, not the Ronin, but um, Saint Seiya. Yes, there we go. Got it. I think it was similar to where like their armor would glow and then form onto them. Mm hmm. Something like that I see as their only, you know, think uh, Legionnaire armor, which I think yes. was actually similar to what they were wearing anyway. But I gotcha. So when you say that Rome falls earlier due to infighting, does that mean that there's no Byzantine Empire or does it split off earlier? Like, how are we going to be going about the uh, historical, you know, because Rome fell for like hundreds and hundreds of years. So like, how are we kind of thinking about that? So I see it as uh, both falling, but also imagine if there was just a purge of when one family is then the only one left. Mm -hmm. And I see it, uh, this Rome taking the place of 
kind of like uh, the sick man of Europe of the Ottomans of lasting that long now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, when we talk about families, though, remember that uh, other. So what has to happen within Rome that not only do the families fall, but also no one is able to be brought up through the ranks due to military service and political service. Like how, how do I reconcile that? Yeah. How do, how do we do that? Like, is it, is it just a matter of this is an ultra authoritarian kind of like downfall or how do we, what are we thinking about in that regard? Uh, while people, uh, can rise up in the ranks of the military and everything. If you don't have the proper breeding or if you're not uh, quote unquote special, you can never attain a higher rank. So this is a full rethinking of how the Roman army would have worked. Correct. I see it as like starting out as the basis, but uh, people who would kind of come to prominence and more important would be the ones with well, superpowers and then that would slowly change anything that was going to happen. Okay. And so this is basically early onset. Um, <laughs> again, I keep using that. God damn it. Uh, no, but this is like, this is like an early version of divine right, essentially, or, or like, um, like how. Correct. How I think monarchies yeah. or yeah. kind of uh, that kind of thing would come about a lot faster than originally. Okay, so we're, we have a more divine angle with this. All right, interesting. So now, again, because I'm a history nerd, I have to keep asking these historically-based questions. So Christianity essentially galvanized during the Byzantine Empire when um, Justinian saw the comet streak across the sky. So does this mean that we do not have any sort of Christianity? Or is there some other historical event that... Uh, suggest its rise i just keep on thinking of that anime exposed now because i want to say was jesus a superhero oh well, well, i mean yeah, jojo cause... has demonstrably answered that as a yes so <laughs> the, other, the other factor is that this is a period where we have 90 percent superheroes right mm, correct that's yes. true that's true yeah so you know i imagine among the christians they have their own superheroes as well as the the barbarians at the gates as well. Mm-hmm. I, I would see like more important historical figures or replacements thereof, of being people who had like better superpowers. Like you can have heal healing and all of that, but mm-hmm. you know, more, more power super or, useful. Yeah. Right. So it's not like Magneto levels of metal manipulation necessarily. What was Jesus' superpower? Um, Transmutation. Water and wine. (laughs) Oh, really? I mean, that's, I mean, of all the miracles. Also regeneration, because he could resurrect himself. Eh, He's transmuting his own blood. Yeah. I, I, I suppose, I mean, of all the miracles, isn't, isn't the transmutation from water into wine and like, creating food the hardest one because like anyone resurrecting can... yourself is probably the hardest thing to do <laughs> right but you can fake have you even tried dead. it daniel yeah i mean you can <laughs> fake being dead that's well, not terribly hard. assuming that he actually was resurrected you know or was real in the first place because there's right. some historical uh reference points that would suggest that he's more of a monomyth akin to mm. um oh what's the name gilgamesh and other like mythical figures compared to, you know, like an actual human person Uh, from the studies that I've done. It's more likely that John the Baptist was a real live actual person. And he did more to push Christianity than Jesus ever did because it's not entirely sure if Jesus was real or not, Um, which I think is actually really fascinating from a historical standpoint, but. Question is was was Jesus apocalypse or was um, he some other mutant? Uh, well, I think he'd be Wolverine. Let's be yeah, real, pretty much. With, with that level of regeneration, Jesus would be Wolverine. If we're going, yep. if we're going to create X Men analogies, I mean, <laughs> and, and you could just make it that the regeneration was complete but just super slow, and so yeah. that's why it oh. took like three days. So, so we have, how did we go from Roman Romans to Jesus? I mean, that was, your I mean, they're intertwined. 
yeah, I, I, oh, I suppose you're right. You know, and you see, that's when the uh, the arch villain, uh, what Pontius was it? Pilate. Damn it! <laughs> or Judas, depending on who you want to talk God. about. What about uh, Longus? Longinus was just the spear. Yeah, I know, but he got the job done. Well, to be fair, that was seen as a mercy at the time. It was putting Jesus out of his misery. It wasn't. It wasn't like that's never been like a uh, a bad thing in terms of Christian mythology. But I, you gotta love the spear of destiny, though. Well, yeah, of course, it's it's a cool concept, but it's also like it's no different than any other other relic, really. Um, you know, like you could have like various skulls and bones of saints and stuff like that, and realistically, it's has just about as much also isn't there a thing about the spear of longinus being like there's there's shards and fragments of it and various pieces among like historical figures and whatnot i've heard that yeah yeah i mean it's probably nonsense especially considering that wood does not last that long but you know (laughs) but it's Um, magical light true true you're absolutely Mm, right mm. apologies yeah Daniel, save us from this Christian hell and get us into uh, our next time period that we can talk about here. Um, I was thinking about um, around 1943, between that and 1953, is about when um, the discovery of DNA happens. Um, and it begins with um, some, essentially, experiments with pneumonia and, and understanding that DNA is the what they call the transforming factor that can mm-hmm. convert one bacterium into another. Um, so my thinking there is we had talked about um, that understanding what uh, either what DNA is or germ theory, which would be earlier, but we're going to say DNA mm-hmm. in this case, um, sure. leads to understanding um, how the supers are different. Um, and so what I'm thinking happens here is instead of, you know, the findings of Watson and Crick being published, you know, published in nature and the world knowing what DNA is, um, there's this thing called Project Eagle, which I'm naming after the um, place where um, I think it's, I don't know if it's Watson or Crick, one of them basically announces to a pub called the Eagle Pub that he's figured out the secret of life. So this Project Eagle is set, Eagle, Eagle is set up with the British and American governments to seal the evidence of the discovery of DNA so they can start a project to basically deal with the supers. And I'm assuming that, that this would be oh. after um, the the I think this would be after the this atom bomb part and discovery. I would say at least the development of it. I love this idea so much. <laughs> like seriously, this sounds this sounds so interesting. So let's go ahead and let's go ahead and explore that a little bit more, shall we? Yeah. Uh, are what you are saying we... it's like a secret society that's plotting this? Um, I would say that the secret society that we set up, like the world, not the world government, but this kind of like government that's been brewing a long time since like the Templars, right? You know, they're they are, they're, person. Yeah, yeah. So like they're, they're, they're the ones who are pulling the strings for this coalition between the British and American government to do this and to make sure that this information is sealed and kept secret as part of a shadow government. Hmm. Gotcha. So, um, so many questions, so many goddamn <laughs> questions. All right. So my guess, right, is that for some reason in my head, when I think of this is um, the government comes into this pub and basically hard seals it off. And everyone yep. who's in that during the like annunciation is like, you're either going to die or you're going to work <laughs> for the government from here on out. We will yeah. find you a job. You know, and they like, like round up thing. all the scientists involved because there's like a string of scientists involved that they terminate in, you know, Watson and Crick kind of putting it all together. But and, and as well as, you know, individual, um, you know, people who are doing the actual research. Like I, there's a woman who took the photograph of the actual DNA, like all of them would get rounded up, you know. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. So let, let's go ahead and talk about this more. Are, are the scientists themselves powered in any way? Because this is still... 9010 world i'm assuming right um i guess some of them probably yeah mm-hmm. okay it's not most of them right because it'd be 90 percent. yeah although is it is it before because we decided that like a, an atom bomb was the beginning of it but i guess it would still be time right to, to, right. to do it yeah yeah not necessarily an atom bomb but like a super equivalent of an atom the, bomb. Super, yeah, the bomb. super equivalent of, <laughs> of the atom bomb correct yeah yeah well remember that 1945 is mm-hmm. when the first atomic bombs are dropped 
Yeah, so that's what I'm that, guessing it's then. Yeah, yeah, that, that that sounds like fairly close. But remember that our mm-hmm. our atomic bomb analogy can be person, <laughs> but right, and and before that, so keep yeah, that yeah. in mind as well. Yeah, I guess my major question is how do we make this more anime, Daniel? Um, my thought was, in as you guys were talking, is probably this is one of those like ultra dramatic, you know. Um, ghost in the shell kind of quality um everyone is looking at a pool of water and monologuing for 27 minutes <laughs> about the nature of the cosmos kind of anime section uh-huh. <laughs> or or but secret or maybe, agents or maybe some kind of neon genesis evangelion yes like, oh even oh. better yeah oh my god yeah uh what what's the equivalent of getting the goddamn robot shinji like what's what's the equivalent there <laughs> well okay that i could solve it in my goddamn dna i can solve it in my conflict because it's it's related but um but i'll i'll, I'll hold on to that oh uh, no go ahead roll, roll into Do it now I, we okay. can go back to mine like i want to okay, okay. continue on this line as long as we've got it well, because since you say Evangelion, like that makes me think, okay, this is perfect for this. I was thinking, well, n- now we have we can have super villains generated from this because if they're putting the lid on the discovery of DNA and a lot of medical technology discoveries come from that, right? Like including crime analysis <laughs> and stuff like that. And even like a yeah. lot of our food supply, like genetically modified Ooh. food, it wouldn't be publicly known. It'd be controlled by the government, essentially. You could have a Ooh. shadow war of super villains who are genetically created basically because now they understand how the dna works when you say super villains are they actually yes. villains or are they just like um or are they just like um you know like government agents and government agents basically yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah like they're, they're they're essentially unstoppable shadow agents compared yes. to regular people yeah yeah absolutely. so there was there was an anime called spriggan i think i don't i saw it a long time ago which had like kind of this agent and it dealt with Noah's Ark, which was actually kind of cool. Huh. But it, I'm thinking like those hyper violent, you know, Akira style kind of. Oh, like, yeah. like late 90s, early 2000s anime yes. type stuff. Yes. I gotcha. Okay. <laughs> I see, for some reason, I was actually thinking of um, also spoilers for Falcon and the Winter Soldier, by the way, if, if you don't want to hear that, <laughs> skip ahead about 45 seconds. But I was thinking kind of a U.S. agent situation where oh. it's like they took something that was a genuine symbol and then, you know, like commodified it and then mm-hmm. turned it into the new iteration of Captain America, which is then the U.S. agent. Oh, Daniel, I, like I know you have no idea what, you're t- what I'm talking about, but well, I know Chris I, does. I know Captain America, but I don't know the specifics of it. So in- you remember when Captain America got a gun? <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He got a gun? Ah. Uh, <laughs> So, okay, in, in the show, skip ahead, people. I'm sorry. We're going to talk a, bit, a little bit deeper spoilers than expected. But in the show, uh, they give Captain America shield back after he retires during the movie. And, of course, because it's the United States government, they immediately were just like, we're just going to make a new Captain America because, of course, we are. That's what we do. And they give it to this other guy who is, like, not as he, – he's a little bit more mentally unstable. And he basically murders someone with Captain America's shield. Oh, boy. Yeah. And it's a bad look because that's just how it is. And so things escalate from there. But it's basically like the idea is the government not really caring about the ideals of the program, but Mm -hmm. more concerned about the efficacy of what the program does. And that's what I have in mind Mm -hmm. when I'm thinking about this particular thing, you know, where it's like. Yeah, we might be creating psychopaths, but they they're getting the job done. Yeah, you know? like their goal is to control um, you know, they want to flip the numbers, so at any yeah. cost is what's necessary. It's a government version of the boys but toned down a little bit because <laughs> let's be real, it's Garth Ennis, we need to tone down a little bit. Mm, mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that's the kind of general concept that I had in mind. But I I like that a lot, Daniel. That's kind of interesting that the idea that there's now like shadow agents in the government and they're like oh these are these are super powered oh 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 they they should not be given power and training Uh my god yeah and they've also got to be able to deal with so many superheroes so these these ones they manufacture have to be really powerful oh yeah it like or have the equipment that Mm -hmm. helps them we're now approaching gattaca 
aren't we? Yeah. Because yeah. this is like gene manipulation down to like the specifics of we need to make a super powered person who's good for dealing with this particular mm-hmm. problem. Yeah. And it's it's like an, the same sort of arms race that accelerates, you know, the work of science that, you know, the nuclear arms race would have begun, but now it's with um, specifically DNA research. So we would have made leaps and bounds, um, you know, in that period. That we've I, just I'd, like to now. Do, I'd like to do something bold. The atomic energy aspect never really mattered too much in this timeline. Yeah. But what mattered way more is genetics research. And yeah. that, that race is far more important and mm-hmm. far more dangerous than the atomic one. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, considering what we're working with, I think it's a more interesting concept we can run. That'd be cool. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, plus no A-bomb, which is really yeah. fascinating. Well, I mean, no. We had that one, but that was it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't, I guess it wouldn't have the hero A-bomb. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that yeah. one didn't have fallout. Maybe it didn't leave a permanent, you know, wound in the earth as a result. Uh, uh, we never had Chernobyl afterwards or that kind of thing. Well, I would like to think that like maybe this world is actually run on nuclear energy because it was never oh, like weaponized. Yeah. Or, or, or something like that. I mean, yeah. maybe... I don't know. There's interesting. Aspects. Yeah, because why, that would make why sense. Why look into the military applications of this when people mm-hmm. can do it? Right. Yeah, like it's far more important. Yeah, that's actually a really mm-hmm. interesting point. Because yeah. that's the stigma that nuclear, even like irradiated meat has, is, is the fact that we're all afraid of nuclear energy. So that would make yeah. sense. The whole world would be powered by it. Wow. Look at this. All right. That's cool. That's cool. And then obviously because we have supers, there are people who can probably just naturally deal with the fallout a little bit better mm-hmm. as well. The radiation, like maybe, maybe yeah. Chernobyl happened, but they fixed it. Like the yeah. radiation happened, or uh, Chernobyl happened, but they had, um, you know, a, a super that went there and contained it, you know? Yeah. So it's like, it's not nearly as bad. Also, man, there's so many implications with like the USSR and like, oh, okay, we're not getting into that right now. Uh, Ooh, I, can we keep the Soviet Union? Can it still be a thing? Well, let's backtrack a little bit because <laughs> okay. I, I do want to get to yours. villains. Yeah, yes. I need to introduce my time period. Uh, yeah, everyone loves Soviet villains, man. Uh-huh. Who doesn't love a good red dynamo? Come on. Yeah. Uh, no, let, let's let's go back because I haven't talked about my time period mm-hmm. yet, and I think it actually does have something to do with what we can talk about here. Okay. I wanted to talk about um, not not the Wild West directly. Oh my god! But actually, the um, the war between uh, Spain and Mexico that it le- that led to the inevitable annexation of California and the territories near Mexico, because I actually think that what I would, because I don't really prescribe the whole great man theory of history, right? Mm -hmm. Where it's, Oh, this one person really changed the course of history. And that's what you see time and time again. I'm, I'm much more in line with the idea that it's massive systems and and things that would inevitably happen. Right. Mm -hmm. But I love the idea that there are California rebels out there who Due to the the interference of a couple of really high powered, super powered folks, hold on to Canada. Uh, sorry, Canada. Hold on to California and hold on to parts of um, New Mexico and that area a little bit longer to the point where the American military really actually has to step in and basically come in and wipe out the rebels. Oh my and God. What I find what I find really interesting about this and what I want to have happen is that the legacy of this is like you would initially think that, OK, the timeline doesn't change. It's just a little bit bloodier. Right. What I want the legacy of this to be is that now those territories that we annexed are now inherently rebellious and have this spirit of defiance in relation to the United States government. So the entire West Coast, essentially, is more or less like we, you know, like their their patron saint is this rebel leader who was for a brief time, you know, like the leader of California and the greater California area. I think that that'd be a really cool and like it, it doesn't really have to change much in the long run, except for the culture of that area. And of course, there's always the you know, people eyeing California, you know, with some level of distrust or something like that. I mean, why don't you ratchet it up to 10 and say they succeeded in separating themselves from the United States? Well, they did. 
But oh, okay. they, they did, but but not for very long because when you think about what that would look like, right? Like they were able to to secede for I would say at least at most five to ten years before the U.S. military really got their shit together and came in and and just absolutely crushed them. Right? What if there's two U.S.s as a result? There, there, there are. You <laughs> there, mean, there in fact are. I mean, like literally US. two. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, again, because I, I don't think that it would necessarily work uh, the way that it, that we want. Because in my mind, like I'm actually just spitballing this right away. Yeah, I'm curious. This, how is, you... this is almost directly after the the American Civil War, which again would definitely work differently than how we're thinking about it. But let's assume that yeah. we're, you know, Stonewall we're in this Jackson kind of... was the thing. <laughs> he was a literal Stonewall. Yes, yeah, exactly. Oh wait, does that mean that uh does that mean that Sherman was the human torch? Oh god. <laughs> oh, that's a dark joke right there. <laughs> anyway, uh well so so my thinking, right, is that if if this uh secession happens soon after the the American Civil War, then they can probably get a lot of um ex uh ex-confederates to live in this territory but ideologically the two groups just like they might be using the ex-confederates as like they don't work together (laughs) right but ideologically they don't work at all together Mm -hmm. right like that's why i that's why it's hard for me to think of like okay you have like mexican nationalists working Mm -hmm. with rebels working with ex-confederates like I can see that the group of force and the power behind it works, but not very long. Like it just falls to infighting after a number of years because there's like backstabbing and there's like, oh, well, we want this in the nation. And then that's what happens that leads to, oh, actually, if we want to have more, more of a legacy to this concept, uh-huh. we can have it. So there is one of those groups that, um, that backstabs the others to the American military uh-huh. and you can have it. So that group is like perhaps uh, empowered compared to the others and stuff like that. Okay. So maybe it, like if you wanted to go like racist route, you know, like mm-hmm. you could go the Confederates sold out this, this people, or you could do something which I think would be more interesting and have one of the other sub factions within the, the greater California area, sell them out to the government and kind of go from there. Okay. Yeah, the only reason why I suggested it is because, like, it would be a bizarre narrative outcome to end up with, like, two territories, essentially. Um, yes. But obviously, you know, like, you want it to make sense. Right. And, and and that's why I think it's interesting that it is a footnote in American history that it happened. But then inevitably, the great machine that is America could not be stopped. You know, because, again, I I, I don't think that it's i just i don't see that happening if for some reason you know what i mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. were you saying that Chris? well i was i was actually just wondering how the the indian wars and everything would play out well well actually you know what we could do is we could have um we could have the native american faction essentially be like look you give us a big chunk of our land that we can just actually if you can have you know, like native peoples have a small nation within and there's no res and there's no, you know, like genocide of their people and their culture afterwards, then I think that that might be an interesting route that you can go as well. You know, like the native peoples are like, yeah, fuck this. This is not what we want. We're letting in Confederates and we're letting in their, you know, like zealous Christianity and stuff like that. Fuck it. Let's see if we can talk to the United States government, have them give us two states, and then we'll give them California. Because obviously California is huge and important. So maybe that's maybe that's the outcome, is that there is now like a Native American like country. Maybe they give half of California over yeah, to... Yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah, yeah let's do that. That sounds mm-hmm. more interesting. Because yeah, then you have a slightly altered United States. And I wonder, too, um, you know, your West Coast elite liberals would no longer be <laughs> the same thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I think there's a lot of interesting stuff that we can do with it. I think that's more... And or Silicon Valley, wrong. where would that be? What's that? What would happen to Silicon Valley? 
Uh, it'd probably just move north to like Seattle or something like oh, that. Okay. Yeah, my, that's that's my guess. Or, I mean, are we even calling? Do we even care about silicon? Is it like genetics more important? Than, you know? Maybe Genetics Valley is um, in the Native American um, territory. Like that, they actually have a substantial political cachet now because of that. Yeah, sure, we can go with that. That's interesting. Um, but that's but that comes later, I would imagine. Yeah, right? yeah, obviously. Yeah. Like as a result of all of like ripple effects. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I mean, like, I feel the reason I didn't want to go like with the Bronze Age like Chris did is because yeah. I, I see that that's like massive ripples that we really uh-huh. can't even like begin Predict. to imagine. Because I'm thinking again, like, oh, this changes like a million different aspects that Rome mm-hmm. falls earlier than it actually does. Yeah. And my brain, like, as like a history nerd, my brain hurts even thinking hmm. about it. You know, like, <laughs> I don't want to deal with that. It's hard um, to make that in a vacuum. It is. It absolutely is. Like, I like the idea that uh, Carthage is still around. And as a result, there's like Africa, it doesn't necessarily get land grabbed as much. Like, that's one thing that I think would be really interesting to think about. And because the the um, the ideals and the what we know of Carthage, me, like Rome... Rome is far more warlike and honors and venerates war far more than Carthage ever did. Like Carthage never had a standing army. Carthage was like, Hey, we're going to pay mercenaries while we fuck off and do philosophy and like economics and stuff like that. But Rome was like, Hey, do you want to be politically important? Guess what? You're going to go fight in our fucking army. You know, like I think that if Carthage was allowed to survive, I I think that it'd be, in, in, I mean, it might have just fallen like another 50 years later. It might have been like another non-footnote. But the idea that Carthage still being around because it was as powerful as Rome at a certain point is really interesting to explore. What if there's no Great Britain as a result? Oh, there's no this? British Empire? Yeah, yeah. not at all. Yeah. Maybe I mean, like some other empire did it. A lot of the technological advances that gave people advantages over others would be a little less important when you have someone who's invulnerable to bullets. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, it's, and not only that, but warfare demonstrably changes as well, because it's like, okay, we now have to like group similar fighting styles into certain squads. It's like, okay, we've got, we've got a literal shield wall of people who are just invulnerable to like missiles. Right. Oh, let, let me see. You're an emitter type. Okay. Uh, please, <laughs> please go to column a. Yeah. You've got like mini speed, like, cause we don't have flash level speedsters, but we have like mm-hmm. what could essentially be cavalry, but just regular people, uh, you know, with speedsters and stuff like that. And then you have literal artillery that are in the form of people. I mean, could we you, could, could you probably do- uh, we could probably spend another 20 to 30 minutes just uh-huh. talking about the historical implications of Well, that's what I wanted to ask this you cuz this is your bread and butter, right? Like t- I want to know, I want to know just like you're spitballing, right? Just totally off the top of your head. Oh god. If if we wanted to if we wanted to do something dramatic. Like so let's say a, a ripple effect of what Chris has introduced that the Roman Empire fell earlier. And let's say uh-huh. the ripple effect of that is that the British Empire isn't the one that does all the colonizing. It's some other empire. What would you how would you what would you pick for that? Like what would you square for that? Well, like I said, I mean, if if Rome falls earlier then Justinian yeah. and Byzantine doesn't unite the Christians and Christianity does not take hold. Uh-huh. which is the hugest ripple effect of all. Because if you think yeah. about it, there's no burning times. There's no uh-huh. crusades. There's no, um, I mean, there's a ton who's of Who's the colonizer? Just, who's the or main do we not colonizer? Have yeah, or do we not have one? Like, do we not have I, I would imagine that it's, it's, it's actually, our world is, the world that we're thinking of is it's now peaceful. less monotheistic as a result. Oh, wow. I would imagine that there are far more uh, religions out there, mm-hmm. especially considering that there's now powers involved. Like yeah. we, I would imagine that if you're thinking about this world, you're not even thinking about the Abrahamic religions. Mm-hmm. You might think something more like Zoroastrianism or like Hinduism, mm-hmm. because that allows for a more multitudin- uh, multitudinous, like look into deities and stuff like that. But yeah, see, I imagine cool. that Abrahamic religions, as we know them, just don't exist. You know, like we might have a Jesus figure or a prophet of some kind, but with with Rome falling early, with no unification of the Christians under Justinian, 
it's it's a huge ripple. It changes everything, you know. Like, and again, this is why I was like trying to stay away from it a little bit because I know that's what, what that implication. That's what suggests. we want to hear because I know that's what the the premise maker wants to hear. So for you to explain that, I think is huge because now he gets to hear all these cool potential changes, right? Yeah, yeah, I know. Right? But that's it's what like, he wants. I, I'm not you're good at this. Of, but the thing is, I'm not <laughs> enough of a historian to know like all of the implications because yeah, like, yeah. But you know more than us, you know. Oh yeah, there's yeah, yeah. so much that changes, right? Yeah, like, but even those broad strokes are huge, are helpful because, like, you know, not every like you're a history buff, right? You love this stuff, so I do love we get history. to hear that. Yeah, 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 yeah. We get to hear that. We don't know, so you get to explain to us that those of us who are not history buffs, here's some cool things that could happen. So just knowing yeah. that the Christian religion wouldn't be nearly the thing it is is huge. You know? If Christianity wasn't big, then why did the Puritans go to America? <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, All those questions. To be, and well, we could well, have liquor on Sundays. <laughs> well, it's probably something economics, I imagine. <laughs> and not not to mention that it was, remember that, that those routes were established as a commercial thing mm-hmm. before the Puritans. So like it, the, the uh, Leif Erikson comes over first, discovers America, mm-hmm. uh, again, in big ass fucking air quotes, because how do you discover something that's already populated? <laughs> um so you have that aspect and then you have Columbus coming and then you have the pilgrims and then it's like, mm-hmm. it'd be under pilgrims, a different excuse, right? It wouldn't be under right. a religious excuse. It'd be a different, perhaps. Excuse. I mean, yeah, I, I would imagine that there's probably far less fire and brimstone. And not only that, right? Like if we go back to the burning times where mm-hmm. I think it's like estimated that a three to three to 6 million women were burned at the stake because of majority Christian reasons. I mean, mm-hmm. I have a copy of the hammer of witches sitting on my bookshelf right now. And the idea that this like level of persecution of mostly midwives, mm-hmm. what that was kind of a thing as well. Like the idea that we stopped paying attention to women as like healers and as midwives and as like caretakers, like they had a, a, a lot more prominence and power before that, before the advent of Christianity, just because like, hey, over the generations, we've been taught how to take care of babies and whatnot, right? And so like when male doctors come in, they're like, yes, it's obviously the humors are wrong. And so babies start to die more often. Like, again, this is an advent directly of Christianity, which is something that is like utterly fascinating. And the ripples, mm-hmm. I can't, I can't handle all the ripples, Daniel. <laughs> There's too many Ripple. ripples, man. Oh, we're gonna break him. <laughs> um, all right. I th- and see, this is why I didn't want to get into it because I could go for like a but really long time. We had to have time. that aside. We obviously yes. had to have it. You know what I mean? Because yeah. this is what this episode's about, and so you should have a few um, tangents <laughs> allowed. You know. <laughs> Oh man, I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> my brain is like melting because I'm like, well, actually, then yeah. you'd lose this and you'd lose yeah, this. Yeah, see, then there you lose go. This. Char- who's Charlemagne? Who cares about Charlemagne? <laughs> Who cares about divine right? Oh, mm-hmm. that doesn't exist now. That means there's no Magna I mean, Carta. Monarchies and such, they're, I mean, the way they're structured would be different, right? There's no there's no massacre at Verdun, which means that there's like an extra 3,000 German folks and walking around, not necessarily German. Well, I mean, you know you, what I mean? You could still have that massacre and everything. It would just be more superhero related of... But, but but again, like that's all that's all that's all religious. That there's always a religious bent to that. You know, like Verdun happens specifically as like you convert or you die, and you, your blood joins the rest of them in the river. You know, like that's what happened. So it's like, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of implications here that I don't want to get into because it's like we're create. We might as well create our own fantasy world at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's why I wanted to focus more on like you're too diversion. Yeah, it's it's incredibly divergent, which I think is fascinating. And given the chance, I will talk about this forever. But I think that we should get back and probably start talking about our conflicts. Da- uh, Daniel already said his. So, Chris, what's mm-hmm. your conflict then? My conflict is partially also uh, a faction of sorts. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do a similar to a secret society that had been... Uh, doing a breeding program and this is just straight up becoming eugenics now um americans are good at eugenics man you 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 asked uh you asked uh the the third reich what they think about american eugenics that's where they got all their ideas from so 
Yeah, I wanted it to be people who were just trying to bring about uh, someone who had all of the characteristics of us of the superpowers that they wanted and trying to get them more powerful as they went on. Can we call this group chimera? Because that's what it sounds like they're trying Ooh. to do is they're trying to graft different powers into a singular human. Are they yeah. trying to create a Muhadib? Is that what's happening? You mean, uh, the has that cataract? Yeah, exactly. Get I don't know what bone. you're talking about. What is this? This is Dune. Oh, okay. That's, I was like, a historical thing I'm unfamiliar with? Tell me more. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Benny Gesserits, yes. Yeah. It would be lovely to have just a bunch of uh, Benny Gesserits mm-hmm. kind of breeding program going on. I mean, it ties in with uh, the, because now you can choose a bizarre religion to tie with that, because if we don't have Christianity, now you have a totally different way of thinking about that. True, and they believe that the one that will eventually come will be uh, the most powerful being. It's like mm. a it's a late forming Christianity is what it really is, yeah. but like with different values and yeah, maybe slow burn. Yeah, maybe it's like a delayed Christianity, so it's uh-huh. like certain things change. But yeah, also I do want to mention I know that I had that history rant that went for like five to ten minutes, but you guys are fucking nerds, all right. <laughs> <laughs> But no, but I, I felt like if this Doom particular references. episode, you had to have your nerd rant. What's the Ugh. point of this episode otherwise? <laughs> I have so much more in me because I'm thinking about like See? all the implications. And it's like, no, it's too much. I got to stop. You can have a one stop. hour yeah, addendum chose episode. for that reason. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sure that's exactly the reason why, Chris. You thought about all the implications. No, no, no. Not the implications of why I chose it. But also I know that it would somehow get your goat. Uh, yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't want to do that anyway. <laughs> but also um, Sailor Mars. Yeah, no, it's, uh, that's just Ares, by the way. So <laughs> it's just nothing like Ares. I know. Well, I mean, is that one of the cousins, by the way? Well, I'm sorry, quote unquote cousins. No, no, no. That's Saturn and uh, I think uh, Neptune. I I don't know for sure. But the, the oh, joke oh, is, by unquote, the way, co- folks, for, for those of you who don't know old ass anime, uh, the joke is in the American version of Sailor Moon, they cut out the lesbian couple in Japan and made them cousins, which makes it way weirder. Wow. They, they are very affectionate cousins. Yes. Yes, they oh, are. We forgot the anime angle to this. What's our animal angle to your um, cult? To my cult? Yeah. Um. <laughs> It's me, Dio. Because uh, oh. Dio has a legit cult rise up around him. That's that's true. That's true. And he, yes, yes. So it's, yes, it's yes, a vampire. Yes, it's a va- Okay, we're now adding vampires. Bam! Fucking oh, wow. calling it. Nice. Yes. Yes. Oh God! All you need is one superpower that is just gives you uh, age immortality. But mm-hmm. as a result of drinking blood. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that, who says that the powers can't have like trade offs. And, you oh, know, and like, don't worry, like later on, he actually uh, through the program of breeding, eventually his descendants get like ice powers because that's just how that works. Yep. And uh, also he has the ability to uh, turn a gun into a banana and vice versa. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh yeah, love those part five references. Oh man. Anyway, let's let's move on a little bit here. Uh, I, I think that we should probably we're deep enough into the episode where we should start coming up with plot hooks for this. Uh, how does that sound to y'all? Y'all. Yeah. All right. So the the genre that we're focusing on for this superhero area is fantasy. Shouldn't be a problem there. Uh, the Subject that we're going to be focusing on is a monster. Interesting. And then the theme surrounding this fantastical monster within this setting is going to be sacrifice. I just want to know, I rolled a two, a two, and a two on three different dice, which I think is really interesting. Um, It's not actually interesting, but it's mildly amusing. So there you go. All right, 
my brain immediately, when I'm thinking of a fantasy version of this world that we have to focus on a monster, we can really just keep this in and just redo one of the myths within our world. And so this is a, a mythological version of this world. What are we thinking for this in particular? A monster whose, whose theme is sacrifice. I mean, I was thinking if we're still using an anime overriding uh, twist, it could be a kaiju, fantasy kaiju. A fantasy kaiju who's Why not sac- angels? Oh, oh that. okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I like that so far. Uh, we've got kaiju-sized angel. We're getting back uh-huh. to Neon Genesis Evangelion, which yeah, I really there you go. appreciate. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so what's, how do we how do we reconcile um, the sacrifice theme? Yeah. Hmm. Again, we could just do Neon Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do we even what even happens in that terrible cartoon? God, I don't even know. How dare you? Wait. <laughs> There's so many things wrong with that. From cartoon or M- more than that? Yes. Anyway, it was ignore- a cartoon. Let's ignore Daniel. Using anime. Let's ignore Daniel. I'm having a heated gamer moment now. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. Don't you dare use the gamer word. I will edit that shit <laughs> so fast. Oh, okay. Sacrifice. Let's um, lead. Let's ignore well, Daniel's trolling. <laughs> Well, actually, can we just have Jesus be a mythological figure in this? Yeah. I mean, I know that we suggested that we'd have a a late, you know, like a delayed Christianity or rise of Christianity, but... Okay, okay, okay. Jesus is the protagonist because he's been manufactured by Chris's cult, the late rising Scientology cult. Okay, shut the fuck up. I've got it. (laughs) (laughs) But where does the harem come in? Okay, okay. I know. Judas okay. sacrifices himself after he betrays Jesus. Yes. And Judas is the monster. Oh my God. And he's yep. some kind of super angel giant thing? Yeah, he's some kind of a kaiju. Like he had the, a special power that only activated upon death. Oh, oh yeah. I thought you were going to say upon re- receiving silver. But yeah, that was uh, actually, I was thinking his payment of silver could be like, yeah, we'll give you some superpowers. Wait, Maybe does that that's mean Jesus is. is still dead? Can Jesus come back as like a Wolverine? Like he thinks yes. he killed him, but he comes back to fight Judas. The he comes, giant. he yeah, he yes. comes back as Hugh Jackman. Absolutely, nice, yeah. awesome. And, okay, and and then you could also have Judas have the power of where he can just turn into a, a thousand pigs. <laughs> Okay, that reference goes beyond even me, Chris. What are you talking about? Oh, um, I was going for Legion. Oh, oh yeah, are, okay. Jesus okay. puts a bunch of demons into a herd of pigs and then tells them to go explode. Okay, okay. I was like, that's a, that's a weirdly deep cut, but okay. Um, I, well, we could also go with the... Uh, what's the... Oh, what's the biblical figure who wrestles an angel? Because he's like, mm. no, you got to bless me, bro. You know what I'm talking oh, about? I can't remember the name of him. Oh, Is fine. it Jacob? I think it's Jacob. I always think of the angel's name, but not. <laughs> was it? Is the, What was the angel? That's why I can't remember the name. I just Did love the idea that in our in this world, like people are literally wrestling angels. Like it's just yeah. a thing that happens on the regular, you know? When it's fantasy too. So <laughs> are we talking like sorted sorcery or what are we kind of fantasy are we talking about? Oh my God. I'm now just thinking you fucking Conan the Barbarian. Right. Just Conan like, Jesus. But with angels? Yeah, with like, angels. Oh my, there's such dumb shit that we could. Okay, <laughs> yes. Stupid. Shut the fuck up, everyone. Oh, We're doing. God. All right. Jesus, Jesus of Nazareth is now uh-huh. Conan the Barbarian. Yeah, obviously. There we go. The monster that we're focusing on is Judas Iscariot, who turns into a giant kaiju. What does he turn into? Chris, don't make it pigs. What is it? Oh. Judas, what does he turn into? He turns into, what's the opposite of Conan? A wizard of some kind. Yes. A Fucking super magical, wizard. a magical giant wizard monster. Oh, we can have, okay, we can have him be a giant, uh, like a coaddle, like a giant snake with wings and stuff like that, because Conan's always fighting um, the snake. Yeah, the snake god, whose name I can't remember. I think it's like uh, Sothanon or something like that. Um, 
something we could we could even twist okay so like we're going with this um uh what do you call it judeo-christian angle with jesus it could be a a native american flavored version of this since you said coatl you know like you could well, have that's, that's South American quaddles or, or sorry, or like, you know, like a, well, a, 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 a native kind of, you know what I mean? Like not a Judeo-Christian version of this guys. What happens to Montezuma? What happens to Montezuma yeah, if there's like no that. Christians? God damn yeah, it. Yeah, I'm going back there. to the rant again. I want to know what there. happens to Montezuma. Does he was, consolidate power? When I, I was thinking of the California you made, like you had this, this, nation state of native americans so you know what's adjacent to them so it's like sons of montezuma basically yeah. like that's the nation mm, uh-huh. oh, god damn it daniel <laughs> reeling me back okay sorry okay let's move on uh, all right so we've got we, we've got we've got jesus the barbarian versus judas the snake the snake god uh-huh okay i mean What's okay? Let's think about sacrifice then, because again, we have this theme. What is in fact the sacrifice that we've got to figure out here? Jesus has to sacrifice himself, as he does in everything. Uh, else. That's for true. Sins. That that's actually quite easy to do, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Unless we're so, talking about the um, uh, Native American slash South American slash Latin American, whatever we want to do. <laughs> Uh, let, let's just stick with the pseudo, yeah. pseudo Judeo Christian stuff. I think that'd be easier <laughs> at this point. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So yeah. We, that, I, I will, I will accept that G- Jesus, the barbarian sacrifices himself to the snake God, Judas in order to save humanity. I'm okay <laughs> the snake God, Judas. Yes. I'm okay. This is with terrible. That. All of this is horrible. I'm aware, Daniel, but we're moving on <laughs> to the next fucking plot hook because God. this is fucking ridiculous and I love it, actually. All right, the genre that we're focusing on for the second plot hook is going to be science fiction. And Double the feature. subject is going to be an historical figure within science fiction. And the theme surrounds triumph and hope. Interesting. Oh, Triumph and hope. I think this is actually easier than we're giving it credit for, especially because I feel like we've got like geneticists and we have triumph and hope. Is the idea that Jonas Salk creating the polio vaccine and discovering a way to reduce the amount of superpowers, is that heroic? Is that triumphant? Yeah. I mean, bringing everyone on the same level, uh, probably destroying a lot of very powerful abilities. Hmm. From Hmm. a certain perspective, I'm sure it is. From his perspective, it's Uh the superheroes who are wrong. Yeah. We can we can tie this in with Daniel's, uh, you know, secret umbral society. Mm-hmm. Which is like we need to find a way to depower people. We need to make sure that everyone. Wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> yeah, you know where I'm going with this, Chris. Go, go on. Is <clears throat> is communism the same way now? Oh, that's a good question. Maybe it's a, viewed positively throughout the world. It doesn't give in to authoritarianism as a result. Right, but the people's hero. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Like on a political aspect, yes, but I imagine that there is a there's some cultural muddiness that happens where it's a matter of everyone re- removes their superpowers mm-hmm. because everyone should be treated the same. Or am I, yeah. am I going a little bit too far? Well, well maybe okay. If it's science fiction, you could say you get to a third stage communist state, like the actual uh, utopian achievement of communism. Ooh. Like the Soviet Union doesn't end up being this authoritarian disaster it actually ends up being a good thing you know daniel i like that so much i'm gonna stick with that absolutely <laughs> it reminds me now of superman red sun yeah oh so, i uh, know that yeah less less authoritarianism i like that okay. i like it's the idea less. that there's less authoritarianism in the world yeah um 
I mean, maybe the United States really is the authoritarian one in this reality because (laughs) on the one hand, what do you mean in this reality? I mean, overtly. So like maybe, maybe like in this, in this one, um, you know, there's no purges. I get it. They start with a stance to, to really secretly take over the world, like through DNA research, but maybe like our enemy in the real world ends up being the hero of this one, you know? Yeah, how do, let mm-hmm. let's talk about that then. Like, because you know we 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 view the, the Soviet Union and the Red Menace as like the great enemy, at least for a certain period, especially at that particular period in time when we're talking yeah. about you know. Mm-hmm. Then we I make mean, a a specter out of communism, which granted there was probably somewhat legitimate reason at the time, but I mean not for in perpetuity and not as a philosophy. I think the idea that if okay. Let's go back and think about California a little bit more. Mm -hmm. I like the idea that California and their radicalized kind of like revolutionary talk is very much inspired by this utopian communist area, you know, that we've kind of created here. Mm -hmm. So maybe, maybe we flip the script. Maybe, I mean, let, let's, I mean, fuck it. Let's make America villains. I think that'd be kind of fun and interesting yeah. to do, right? Because like, they're the ones with the secret program, right? Yeah, so they've got the secret program. And what's happening is uh, they have the great political purges of California because, yeah. because of this um, kind of re- latent revolutionary spirit brought on mm-hmm. by the, uh, you know, the uprising that I talked about in my time period. Yeah, we have that. And then they see, well, shit, our enemies over in third stage communism world, they've actually created their (laughs) utopia. So now we have to purge out these elements from California. And it's like this horrible, horrible thing that could happen. We're also saying that there's this kind of secret thing where they're making superheroes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're, I mean, that's what the U.S. is secretly doing, just like we would be manufacturing tons of nuclear weapons while telling everyone else they can't have any. So it's the I'm, same sort of thing. I'm, I'm just picturing, like, superheroes that are very powerful, but with a very short half-life, so they burn out oh, quickly, and just cool. sending them over there and not letting them know about, like, the long-term or after effects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. I, like I mean, that. we would never yeah. do that. No, <laughs> Um, history is says it, otherwise, Chris, but yeah, no. Does that uh, mean we have this like council of like Californian, um, um, rebels that includes Montezuma? <laughs> well, not Montezuma directly, unless we want to give him. He's you know, an immortal aging. superhero. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. I mean, if we wanted to get really bad with it, we could just yeah. have him be a vampire. Like we were talking oh my about God. And Abe Lincoln too. Can he be one of the vampires? Uh, no, he'll be a revenant, just like in oh, okay. the Weird West setting. So he'll be, <laughs> he'll have been shot, but he'll have come back because he had too much work to do left awesome. in the country. Yeah, I love that. Um, uh, we this it this, can be a comic called like Final Presidents. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's spelled um, precedence instead of president. Oh my god! I, I get it. I get it, <laughs> Daniel. Uh, well, okay, let, let's. I let's talk about a little bit more about um, our our third stage communist. Like this is the good version. This is what you know. Like ideally would have happened. I like the idea that there's still an arms race in terms of the superhero game. It's just a matter of maybe instead of like genetically manufactured ones, like the 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 communist one is like they just pick the best options and don't depower them. You know. Uh Hmm. Yeah, so it's like a little, um, it's the only place that has refused to change their ratios. Uh, yes and no, because it's a matter of they pick the best one and then they depower the rest, like as kind oh, of a, I see. like okay. a, a, a thing of solidarity, you know? Okay. Oh, because it was all administered through that vaccine. So maybe they have a different way of administering it. Chris, did we just create all for one versus one for all? Yes. We sure did, didn't we? All right. <laughs> no, that is. D- don't worry about it, Daniel. You don't watch cartoons, so it's fine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All the right. The cartoon I watched was Invincible lately. That was because people kept telling me to watch it. Yeah, and Invincible's good. We talked about it last episode, remember? Yeah. Daniel. Yeah. yeah. That's it. 
All right. I feel like we're we're good for the time being. This has been a really, really fun and interesting episode for sure. And rem- a reminder to all of our listeners who are not American, we are very much entrenched within American history and American culture. So I'm sure that mm. there is a lot of stuff that we're not considering at all when it comes to world history. And if you want to tell us why we're wrong or how we're wrong, you can go ahead and send us an email over at worldbuildwithus at gmail.com and talk to us about it. That's not a problem. Alternatively, you can tweet us over at Let's World Build, or if you want to come and yell at us in our Discord, you can find a link for that in the description. If, On the other hand, if you think that our ideas are so cool and so interesting, if you want to hear me rant about historical ripples for another hour and a half, you can always give money to us over on Patreon. Link for that also in the description. Remember that we love you very much and we're going to get through this together until next week. <laughs>